This is Leslin from Try This at Home. You know that thing you do over and over again? Even those little things that annoy you? They're habits, and we have more than we know. Today, we're talking about how to handle them and get rid of the ones you don't want anymore. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hi, Leslin. Good morning, Leslie. How are you? I am good, but I have a sneaking suspicion that you are even better because I'm getting ready to tell everyone that you just published a book. I did. Yes. Yes, and I am super excited about it. Yeah, tell us a little bit. So this book is a compilation of a blog that I worked on from February 2018 until February of this year. So every day for 365 days, I challenge myself to write. The book is called Be Happier, Healthier, and More Productive. It's 365 inspiring ideas. So it's it's really just a, a collection of ideas to help you be more inspired with your life, um, get more active, and at the end of the day, just feel a bigger sense of well-being. Yeah, and I like it because it's a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, it's not just like take a bubble bath, you know, talk to a friend. Like there are really kind of out there things that you wouldn't think about. Yeah, there are. And, you know, there certainly does include the yeah. um, the take a bubble bath sure. and meditate and eat healthy and those kinds of things. But it also yeah. has little, little ideas that are very obscure. You know, I think at the end of the day, one of the things that I'm most proud of is that I've been able to find a way to stay positive regardless of the mm -hmm. challenges that I've had in my life. And so I just share some of those tidbits. Yeah. You know, something really innocuous, like spending some time running or walking, not running necessarily, but walking through a cemetery, mm. which some of us go to cemeteries just because we like the architecture of um, the headstones or right. the mausoleums. But there's some really interesting sensations that come. And I'm not talking ghost hunting. Right. But just understanding your life in perspective right? Um, by walking through a cemetery and acknowledging the lives of people who've lived before you, mm -hmm. it helps you. Yeah. At least it helped me. And yeah. again, not every um, idea is going to help everybody, right? but there's some really cool ones in there. Yeah, I love it. So if people want to buy it, they can get it on Amazon, right? They can. They can get it on Amazon. Just you can either Google my name and it pops up or be happier, healthier, and more productive and it pops up. Yeah. And it's 20 bucks. And so I, I think there's a natural segue here, so I'm going to make it. But 
you did this for 365 days in a row. I did. Yeah. So you probably at some point formed a formed a habit. I formed a writing habit. <laughs> you yes. Did. Yeah. Yes. So I I'm obsessed a little bit with thinking about habits. I, this topic is something that is very, very interesting to me. Um, and I think a lot of people are, you know, overworked and really busy and everyone's got a million things going on. And, you know, we use the term mom brain sometimes to define like, you know, just, just mush. too much. Yeah, <laughs> mush. <laughs> you know, everything's going on. And habits, I think, are the antidote to that. I think they're the way to fix it and work around it and make it easier. So that's an interesting concept. You know, yeah. it's true that habits are those things we do without thinking. Right. right? Yeah. And we and like so many of our other podcasts, when we talk about the way that the brain works, it's always seeking to maximize. That's right. And so the development of a habit frees up resources. Is that what you're saying? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, the the kind of three dollar word, I guess, for that is automaticity. You're just automating something. So you're becoming more efficient. You're kind of losing awareness, which might sound like a negative thing, but it's actually pretty good. Um, you know, like if you get up in the morning and you turn around and next thing you know, your bed's made. Well, you made it, but yeah. it's just a habit. You just do it without <laughs> being aware of it. I totally get this because I can tell you how many times I step out of the shower going, did I wash? Right. Did I use soap? <laughs> right. Yeah. It, yeah, I did, I think. Yeah. Because you always do, right? Because it's, yeah, we've, we yeah. all have our shower habits. That's actually an amazing example <laughs> where you just get in there and you do the same thing every single day. Exactly the same way. Exactly the same way, yeah. in the same order. And, and it frees up, I mean, a lot of people do a lot of really good thinking in the shower. Yeah, oh, I totally do. Because you don't have to think about putting soap in your hair and yeah. washing your body and, yeah. you know, because that's just a habit. Yeah. Um, so... You just want to try to, at least for me, I want to try to make as many positive habits as I possibly can to free up as much space in my mind as I possibly can so I can do other stuff. Yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about it because I think when most of us think about the word habit, we automatically jump to all the negative habits that we have and the habits we don't want. Right. I wanted to point out, I was looking and found a study from Duke University in 2016 and they said that. 45% of our daily behaviors are habits. Yeah, I believe it. 45%. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening, just think about that for a second. Right. Um, That's a huge proportion of what we do on a daily basis. Kind of like your shower example. There's many times where I'm heading somewhere in the car and I don't remember driving there, right? Like you're like, oh, I made it. And you're like, wow. I hope I was paying attention mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't recall getting here, but mm-hmm. um, that that's just a habit. And so it's not necessarily bad. There's obviously very, you know, there's a lot of really positive habits that you can form. Um, but we, we probably have formed a, f- a fair number of negative ones too. So, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. And one of the questions that I ask people sometimes is, what would you change if you knew that there were cameras in your house, like if you lived in a big brother house, yeah, what would you change about the way that you do things? Yeah. Somebody said, well, I wouldn't pick my nose. And I'm like, <laughs> not sure I wanted to know that. <laughs> but it's, I think that if we, especially if we 
pay attention, if we learn how to pay attention to the good and the bad, and maybe that's the first step. Yeah. So one of the things that I found the most interesting when I started looking into this was, I think in our culture, we've all been conditioned, and I don't know where this came from initially, but when I when I first talked about habits um, several years ago at a planner meetup, I asked people in the audience, there was about 100 people, and I said, you know, how many, how long do you think it takes to form a habit? And, you know, everyone said 21 days. Mm-hmm. That was, you mm-hmm. know, the, the general consensus. And we've all heard about, you know, the 21-day the fix, which is like this food system, and you put, as far as I understand, like you put like different kinds of food in little colored containers, and you do this for 21 days, and then the... You know, you're supposed to be like a super skinny supermodel at the end of 21 days, right? That no. sounds like a lot of energy. <laughs> um, but the 21 day thing is pervasive in our culture mm-hmm. and, and people mm-hmm. associated with that. And that's actually completely false. Um, the the habit can habits can take between 18 and 254 days to form, which is obviously not super encouraging and easy if you're thinking oh man 254 days like that's like nine months Mm -hmm. of my life to Mm -hmm. form one habit Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's and the average is like 66 days right yep 66 one of the reasons that i created the elevate class to be 10 weeks is so that it covers the 66 days and that if every single day those students are doing something positive for their sense of self it'll become kind of ingrained or a need that they want to fulfill. Yeah, or they'll be well on their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you if you sit back and think about it logically and you say, okay, 21 days, that you know, that seems really short. If if you imagine that you've formed all of these bad habits, let's use bad habits because most people want to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. If you've spent your entire life drinking soda or biting your nails or thinking negative thoughts all the time, if I mean, logically, it's pretty unrealistic to think that in three short weeks, all of that is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there you, you can't really expect these habits that have taken years to form to suddenly wash away after three weeks. That's just, I think, pretty unrealistic. Yeah. And I, I want to clarify that there are some habits that that are broken instantaneously. So it's... Sure. There are lots of things that people do, and they just wake up and they say one day, I'm not going to do this anymore. I used to be a smoker. Mm -hmm. And then I literally woke up one morning and said, I don't want to be a smoker anymore. Actually, what I did was I said, I want to be a non-smoker. Right, positive. And I never smoked a cigarette after that day. Yeah. And, you know, similarly, there are things that are really easy. There are things I think that are easier than 18 days um, and that, that happen quicker than that, kind of like you said. And and I think those are kind of the outliers, of course. Um, and there's probably been some stirrings and some things going on in your life prior to that day that made you realize, oh, I want to do this. Well, and to be honest, I mean, I, there were lots of times before that when I said I should quit smoking or I'm going to try to quit smoking and I'd go five hours and it would right. be, I'd be a mess. Right. So I think that the thing that made the difference for me was a statement of intention that was bigger than any other desire that I had at the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I think that is important. Um, 
one of the things that I suggest to people is to break the habit down. If you're if you have a big one, we'll use weight loss because that seems to be a big one for a lot of people. But mm -hmm. if you say, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds, that is huge. That's going to take a ton of commitment and, you know, a lot of small lifestyle changes. So maybe that's just it. Maybe you just need to start with one small lifestyle change. Um, I used to be a, a soda drinker. I drank Diet Coke a lot. Diet soda of any, mm -hmm. really any kind. But um, we would buy it at home and my husband and I would drink it and, you know, that was that. I decided I didn't want to drink soda anymore. Yeah. So, I can't drink anything that takes the rust off of bumpers. Right. <laughs> so um, I said, okay, this is a, a positive habit that I want to form. So I'm not going to drink soda, but I am going to drink seltzer because it's, mm -hmm. you know, better for you, but it still kind of gives you that like bubbly flavor. Like it still is good with a pizza, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, and so I, I replaced it with something else. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, you know what? If I go out to eat, because you can't really order seltzer at restaurants mm -hmm. all the time. So I'll allow myself to have one then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really, quite frankly, easy to stick to that. Yeah. I gave myself a replacement and I would say, yeah, within like a month, I, I wasn't drinking soda anymore. I mean, it was pretty simple. Yeah. That's, that's an important thing too. I think replacing something when I often will tell people to shift their routine, mm -hmm. a routine is a habit yep. more often than not. And for example, when Harlan passed away, our daily routine was to get up, turn on the news, sit on the couch, have our cup of coffee. Right. But when I did that, I knew I realized that my grief was more powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I made a decision not to turn on the news mm -hmm. and to sit in front of the computer instead. Right. So totally shifting the routine, and I've right. developed a new habit that replaced the old habit. Yep. The new habit's not associated with the pain or the grief, sure. right? Yeah. And so my life is better. Still, I have a habit. Mm -hmm. yep. It's just a different one that I that's associated with something that was uncomfortable. Yeah, because you can still get news from the computer. You, Absolutely. you just go to websites and get it versus, you know, sitting in front of a television and having someone tell you. Yeah. yeah. And you're less aware that he's gone. When you're, I mean, to a well, certain it's, extent. It's not yeah. as painful because there's, there's right. association isn't, isn't there. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, replacing is really important and trying to break it down, you know, maybe not eating the whole elephant at once, just taking, you know, breaking it out and say, what smaller habits can I form in support of this larger habit, I think is very helpful. Um, and probably one of the most encouraging things, I think, is that the research showed that you, if you miss a day, so you you drink the soda or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. if, you, if you miss a day, um, as long as you get right back on it the next day, mm -hmm. you're not any more or less likely to complete the habit. So it really doesn't have an effect. So, so don't, don't beat it, yourself up. That's right. Don't beat yourself up. Don't let it deter you from moving forward, for sure. I think it's, um, I remember um, my, I think it was a cognitive psychology class when we really learn about the brain and where things happen in the brain. Mm -hmm. And habits are stored in the basal ganglia, which is at the very center of your brain. Right. And what's interesting about that is 
those things that are stored deep within the brain are harder to get to, which is one of the reasons that it's hard to change a habit. Right. Um, everything that happens in your frontal cortex um, and the prefrontal cortex is kind of easily accessible. That's where our memory is, our short-term memory. And, but the stuff that's rooted in automated systems mm-hmm. is buried deep in your brain. So yeah. even people with, with um, traumatic brain injuries can still do automatic things because it's kind of buried in there. Yeah. And and that's really good news because even though sometimes we think it's it's hard to change bad habits, it is. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard to change good ones too. Mm-hmm. So that means if you, you know, go through the effort and the time to form positive habits, those are going to be really hard to break, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, Leslie, outside of of changing the routine, mm-hmm. right? Should, replacing something you don't want to do with something you do want to do. I know lots of people who want to stop smoking will chew gum yep. or something like that. Yep. What's another necessary element of breaking a habit? Well, you had kind of mentioned this earlier. Um, knowing why you want to break the habit is important. You can't just... I, I, you know, it's it's going to be harder if you don't think through the why of mm-hmm. why you're doing it. Um, and we'll talk about this in a minute. What if you don't want really to break the habit? Then you're probably not going to. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. You're probably not going to. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard. So wanting to yeah. is, an, is an absolute. Right. And and maybe not, maybe not necessarily wanting to, but understanding the necessity of. What's um, the difference? So let's say you, let's go back to the smoking. Let's mm-hmm. say you don't want to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. You're a smoker. Mm-hmm. And your doctor has said, guess what? You're getting X, Y, and Z disease and mm-hmm. you need to stop smoking mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. immediately. You don't want to, but you really have to or you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just kind of throw in a little caveat with that, that mm-hmm. I would say you still have to want to. You're going to have to make a decision yeah. to choose between dying and not dying. Right, right. And if you don't want to die, yeah. then you're going to be breaking the habit. And I think that maybe the distinction there is that it, it might not be your idea, right? So you, you didn't wake up thinking that you were going to go to the doctor for a checkup and you were going to you know quit smoking. Mm-hmm. But the doctor says, hey, you have to do this. Yeah, you'll then make a determination at that point that either I'm going to just kick the bucket or I'm gonna I'm gonna stop smoking um so yeah there is certainly a level of of needing to decide that you want to do it even if it's not necessarily like your idea yeah and I'm I always go back to this thing that in all of the people that I've talked to through the years the people who make change Mm -hmm. are the people who make a decision that they want the consequence of that change. Mm-hmm. So they might not, I hate to exercise. Right. I really, honestly hate it. Yeah. I love to ride my bike, mm-hmm. right? I love to walk, but I hate going to the gym. Yeah. It's not, it, I hate it. Right. <laughs> right. Now it shows, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> and what I've basically decided is I hate going to the gym more than I hate buying the size clothes I wear. Right. However, when I get to a particular size, I hate that more than I hate going to the gym. gym. Right. And that's when it switches for me. So yeah. there's this intrinsic, at least from 
my experience and as a psychology professional, the people that change find an intrinsic motivation to change. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, regardless. Right. And so you may not want the thing, but pay attention to the consequence of the thing. Right. And understand that that's what you're shooting for. Right. You might not want that consequence. Correct. Yeah. Or you, or you will, you'll want the consequence of changing the habit. Sure. Right. 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 Um, aside from that, just that's why I think it's so important that people understand that the 21 day thing is false, um, or or mostly false in mm-hmm. most cases by far, because. If you, if you have this expectation that you're going to change your habit in 21 mm-hmm. days and 21 mm-hmm. days comes and goes mm-hmm. and you aren't even anywhere near feeling like any part of this is automated, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, you, you are still writing this thing on your to-do list every day just so you remember to do it or mm-hmm. not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is frustrating. <laughs> that is frustrating. And it makes you think that something's wrong with you. Why, why is everyone else able to do this in 21 days and I can't? So... That's, I, I just think it's so, so, so important that people realize that that is just not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing what you're in for is huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very, very important. I think realistic expectations are so, I mean, I'm really glad we're bringing this up because what I find in, again, a lot of the counseling I do is that when somebody comes in and they're trying to enact a behavioral change and this is really prevalent in couples work Mm -hmm. so let's say that somebody comes in and maybe they've been drinking too much but they have this habit of sitting down coming out from work popping a six-pack of beer um the other significant other says this is not working for me i do blah 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 right so the person with the habit says i'm gonna stop I'm going to stop, right? Yep. And two weeks later, they come in and he says, look, I don't know why you're getting so worked up. I haven't had a drink in two weeks. Right. (laughs) And so what's important to understand is that's commendable, Mm -hmm. right? Good job. I'm all over the rah-rahs there. Right. But your spouse doesn't trust that 10 years worth of drinking a six-pack every night is automatically dismissed or changed in two weeks. And they shouldn't. Correct. So, <laughs> and and I think, but that's a, if it kind of speaks to your point, right? right? That if, because you had success for two weeks, mm-hmm. you can't sit back on your haunches and drop right. it out of your awareness. Right, yep. Um, and that's true for any behavioral change. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a family member who said, I'm going to stop cussing. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I need to do that. <laughs> well, so this person had a little bit of a potty mouth. And uh, not a judgment, just a description, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, okay, that's going to be good. And really what that person did was they really pulled back. Mm-hmm. And it was a conscious thing. And they they did a replacement exercise. Okay. So instead of saying um, bullshit, you know, they would say, oh, hot potatoes. <laughs> Have you seen the show The Good Place? Yes. I, that's instantly what came to mind when she says, what the fork? Yeah, what the <laughs> yeah. fork. Or son of a beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great way to break a habit, right? right? Now, some might tell you that you're not breaking a habit at all because now <laughs> right. we all know that beach means bitch. Right. <laughs> and 
who are you kidding? <laughs> I'm dealing with that with my 10-year-old a little bit right now. Mm. Um, thank God he doesn't say anything like that. But he he's um, become really fond of the word frick. Mm. which is you know what the frick what the frick mom and i'm mm. like mm, i know what you're thinking you're not fooling anybody mm -hmm. don't say that either mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's important to probably just put out there that if you're going to replace a habit make sure it's not with a make sure that you're looking for a degree of improvement you know <laughs> instead of just something maybe so an example that comes to mind is there was a person in my life, life once who smoked, and after I stopped, I said, look, this isn't working for me. And so he said, well, I'll stop smoking. Um, but he picked up cigars. Right. <laughs> now, they weren't even the big cigars. They were the little cigarellos. Right. And damned if he wasn't sitting out there inhaling those things. Right. And that just... That's not breaking the habit, no. right? That's no, shifting no, no. really from one thing to another that's just as derogatory or not as helpful in your life. Yeah. Um, going from um, old fashions to wine, <laughs> if, you're if you're consuming the same amount, yeah. doesn't, doesn't pass mustard either. Or, or people that want to stop spending money. And if you have a problem buying clothes for yourself, suddenly your kids have this like super inflated <laughs> wardrobe. It's like, no, nothing changed there. Yeah. So, you know, I think the underlying elements here are self-honesty right? and mostly self-awareness. Really pay attention to the, the behavior that you want to change and what the consequences are. And then analyze the consequences and go toward that. Yeah. So our Try This at Home this week is a sheet that's going to help you do this. And... Um, it has, since we're going with the average here, this sheet has a place for you to keep track of 66 days on it. So you can, at the oh. top, you can write, you know, your why for why you want to form the habit. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, we, we didn't really talk about this, but there's a place for you to, sometimes you need tools mm -hmm. in order to do this, right? Sure. So um, a place for you to write down anything that you might need to help you accomplish the, the habit. Um, and it just gives you this tangible place to write it down. I would suggest, um, even though I'm, I'm a pen and paper girl, I would suggest utilizing your phone as well. So okay. setting alarms, um, yes. you know, hugely helpful. Um, and then, you know, you hear the alarm like, oh, got to go do this and then go do it and then physically check it off the habit tracker. There's something about putting pen to paper and checking it off that helps, you know, it sear in your brain. So um, now 66 days it might not be long enough for you. So print off another one and keep going. <laughs> Just keep, you know, making check marks in, until you feel like it's automated. So until yeah. you feel like you're efficient, until you feel like you're kind of doing it without awareness, all that kind of stuff that we talked about earlier, that's how you're going to know. Right. When you when you stop and you say, hey, I think I did that. You know, I take Synthroid every day, right? Mm -hmm. I need it to live, actually. And I have a habit every morning of getting up, yep. getting my Synthroid, grabbing my coffee. You're not supposed to eat for an hour, so I go watch the news or listen to the news, right. um, read the news. And something's off when I haven't done that, and I mm -hmm. feel that something's off, right? So when you yeah. get the sensation that, wait a minute, what did I miss? That's when you know that there's kind of an automated process to it, I think. Yeah. 
and kind of backtracking a little bit because that just reminded me of something. Um, this is why it's so important for us to teach our kids good habits, mm-hmm. right? Because these these are the things that we do as parents automatically. We teach our kids to brush their teeth, mm-hmm. which I do not know why that seems to be the hardest habit for any child to master. <laughs> I, I just do not understand. Um, our dentist was talking with my kids like, you know, you you floss every day. And then suddenly it feels weird when you don't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's exactly what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. something is off. Something feels feels funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that recently, I, although I'm a little embarrassed to admit it. But up until like a year ago, I didn't wash my face at night. Um, I would just go to bed with my makeup on, which is, you know, gross and bad for your skin. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't wash my face at night. Yeah. And not, knock on wood, I've never had bad skin. Yeah. Um. And so I use soap in the morning. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I want this is something that I wanted to form. I was I was pretty determined to do it. Um, but the thought of like getting up out of bed when I'd already laid in bed and forgotten about it mm-hmm. and like going and putting cold water and soap on my face like mm-hmm. did not work for me. So I got a pack of those like makeup, makeup towelettes mm-hmm. and just sat it next to my bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good. Idea. Um, so that's that's another thing to remember. Like it doesn't have to be. You, don't make this harder on yourself than it needs to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If there's sure. a shortcut or a hack, do that. Yeah, and yeah. I want to invite people to drop us a line about habits that you might be finding challenging, and we're happy mm-hmm. to talk about them on here and offer some suggestions. Yeah. About how to realign the consequences or your goals to make that habit a little bit easier to either develop or to break. Yeah, definitely. So feel free that um, that sheet will be the habit tracker will be on our website. Um, So feel free to download that and share it with friends, please. We'd love it. Absolutely. And that is our discussion for today. We hope that you will share this with people that you love and care about. As always, we are super grateful that you took time to listen. Next week, we're going to kind of continue the conversation because we're going to be talking about motivation and what are the things that help motivate you to change habits or live healthier lives. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us on our website, www.trythisathomepodcast.com. And of course, you can either subscribe there or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. We'd also, if you are so inclined, we'd love a rating. And don't forget, Be Happier, Healthy, and More Productive is available on Amazon. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.